It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that that that's that's how you know we're in we're on session. They hear talk okay. to you recorded live. So, um, uh, so today is the first of six sessions of Happily Ever After. This is the program that teaches people how to uh, be with the uh, be in the relationship of their dreams with the partner of their dreams so that they could be um, doing their favorite things with their favorite person in their favorite places for the rest of their lives. That's what this, te- That's this program is designed to teach it. Okay. So, yeah. And then also it's designed to teach you how simple relationships really are. Most of us find relationships so, so problematic, so complicated, that we uh, have a hard time getting over our mess-ups because if we messed up here, what other mess ups have? It's like I'm never going to stop messing up. And so uh-huh. um, you're going to find out just how simple relationships really are. I say that they're about as simple as driving a regular car. Cool. Yeah, once you understand it. But before uh-huh. you understand it, it is like, um, you know, nuclear physicists. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and so so that's that. So um, the, uh, the the so this program is six sessions. The first five sessions are the five biggest problems that happen in the relationship in order of size and importance. Okay. So I'll tell you what they what they are. Um, the first and the biggest problem uh, in relationships is not knowing who you are. And I will cover that today. That's going to be today's session. Uh, the second biggest problem is not understanding the opposite sex, not understanding gender differences. The third problem is not managing emotions, which is different from not knowing how to manage emotions. People don't know how to manage emotions either, but they don't even try. Right. They're not, they're not even conscious of managing their emotions. Uh, mm-hmm. fourth, fourth is uh, dealing with structural and other types of breakdowns. Um, it could be structural, but it could be communication. It could be whatever. So any kind of breakdown is the fourth biggest problem. And then the, the fifth problem is miscommunication, which most people are like, when I say that, they're like, you sure it's not first? No, it's fifth because the other four are contributing to the miscommunication. Got <laughs> so, <it. laughs> um, Yeah, and then um, session six is now that you know how to handle that, what are you really going to do with the relationship? And it's interesting. There's only one session, and it don't take that long. It's the, 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 generally speaking, it's the shortest of the, of the six sessions. And uh, I will, I'm going to warn you ahead of time, there's a good chance that I might get teary-eyed and misty-eyed at session six because it's, uh, you know, I've lived session six myself, and I know what it's like. And so when you get present to it um, and I start sharing it, I might, I might go there. So I'm just telling you ahead of time, six weeks or six sessions ahead, that, you know, I might go there. So remember this. And, um, okay. you know, I, I still got my big boy pants on, but, you know, that, that being in that space is, 
It's amazing. It's so amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, so uh, this is also going to be mostly teaching and discussion. And uh, feel free to call me in between the sessions. Uh-huh. Um, the sessions are going to be 90 minutes approximately. Okay. Like I got, a, I got 90 minutes set aside for it. And, um, you know, if it goes sooner, fine. If it goes longer, I'm okay with it as long as it takes care of you. you you're taking care of it. It's not stopping you from, you know, other stuff. I, I don't, I'm, I'm more committed that you actually get the material than how long it takes. So I want you to know that. Okay? Thank you. Okay, great. Afterwards, within uh, 48 hours, you will be getting both an uh, uh, emailed recap of the sessions. And uh-huh. you'll also get um, this that particular session uploaded to a Dropbox folder. Okay. So so uh, the odds are I may not be able to get that to you, the recording, until uh-huh. Sunday. If I could do it okay. before, before um, what do you call it, uh, between now and tomorrow evening, um, or before, between now and Saturday, I will email, uh, do the uploading. Well, my computer's mm-hmm. been acting a little wacky over here uh, where I'm at in Jersey, but I'm going to uh, Pennsylvania for a few days. So okay. uh, I probably, if I don't get it done before I leave Jersey, then I'll do it when I get in Pennsylvania, but I'm going to have to do it after uh, uh, okay. the end of Saturday. I, just so that you know, I know I'm going to put this on this recording, but I'm going to the uh, Legal Shield uh, regional event in, in King of Prussia on Saturday. Uh-huh. Cool. So, um yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's a whole other conversation, but um, not here. And um, and so that's that. And then, you know, we'll do session two, session three. You know, you let me know, and that's how we'll do that. So, all right? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right, so now I'm going to go um, straight into – do you have any questions? Um, no. no. Okay, so you good? Okay, yeah, good. I'm good. All right. Good, 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 good. All right, great. So what I'm going to do is cover uh, – the biggest problem, which is um, not um, knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to read, and then I'm going to check in and ask questions. Okay. And then if I have to, I'm going to keep going until you actually get it. And if you get it quick, then we move fast. If you don't get it quick, we move slow or medium speed. It's all right. I don't care. I just okay. want to make sure you get it. Okay? Okay. So the biggest problem, uh, is again, is not knowing who you are. So um, I'm going to draw you a picture of what it's like to not know who you are. Okay. Um, so um, why not knowing who you are is a problem. And when you don't know who you are, you can't see who other people are, and you don't really know what, you, what we like. We end up mm-hmm. guessing. You end up guessing and then become surprised that what we thought we wanted is something we really don't like uh, or want. Mm-hmm. Not knowing who we really are, not knowing who we really are causes relationship, communication, and self fulfillment problems because we don't know ourselves well enough to say what's true for us. Not because we're lying. It's because we don't know ourselves well enough to choose what works for us, which will have us make choices that make us unhappy, but we won't know that until we get what we've asked for. <laughs> so, so imagine um, having a, imagine being a dog for a minute, and you know you're you're this dog and you're excited. You know the, 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 you found something to eat, and your master doesn't bust you eating, and you're happy. Mm-hmm. Tasted good. You ate <laughs> right. And then two mm-hmm. days later, two days later, you're sick, like you're dying, and you don't know why. It's because mm-hmm. you ate. 
So poison, but you didn't know you ate poison. Mm-hmm. That's what not knowing who you are is. That's part of the impact of that. Okay. So um, if you don't know who you really are, how could you tell who anyone else is? Um, you, you can't. Yeah. How would you know if Mr. or Mrs. Wright was standing right behind you at a Starbucks, next to you at a Christmas party, or in front of you at a gym? Would you be ready? Even no. if you somehow <laughs> got them as a partner, mm-hmm. could you even handle the abundance of love that would come your way? No. Yeah, right. Ultimately, if you don't know who you are, there's not enough coaching, advice, or therapy that will make a difference in the happiness and effectiveness of any relations you can get in because your past will dominate you unless your emotional triggers dominate you or your scarcity mindset or your beliefs or your ego or lack of effort or the lack of quality of character or your entitlement issues or your strong suits or your intellect or your money lack thereof or your blind spots or something, anything other than who you really are. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yes. Okay, great. So, um, let me look at something else here. Uh, Hmm. I should have had this out earlier. Let's have to show you. Oh, I know. All right, so I'm looking for something. I'm I'm sorry. I'm almost. This is almost never going to happen, but. What's happening is this. I am looking at my um, program from uh, one computer, mm-hmm. and I upgraded my manual, and I missed out some points, and I'm like, where don't point that? And so um, now I'm like, okay, uh, they're not there. Okay, where are they? And so I'm looking for, um, ah, okay, good, beautiful. Hold on one second. I feel like I went through that session that section pretty quickly, but actually too quickly. Right? It's not supposed to happen that way. And um, all right, never mind. I'm not gonna worry about it. All right, still the same thing anyhow. So here's what you need to know in order for you to know yourself, um, in order for you to be happy in a relationship for more than 20 years. In fact, before I do that, I'm sorry, I'm driving myself crazy right this minute because I'm like. I thought this program, this manual that I'm reading was a little bit more complicated, a little bit more uh, uh, detail-oriented than it is um, Mm -hmm. because there's something else I wanted to read to you. And um, um, where are we at here? Um, Okay, hold on a second. Okay, that's not it. All right, I'm going to have to switch computers. I'm sorry. I don't mean to no. drive you crazy like this. I'm driving myself crazy here. Um, it'll take like a couple of, take a minute. It won't take a couple of minutes. It'll take a minute to switch computers here. Because um, what I wanted to read to you, just to let you know what is distracting me, is that I want to read to you uh, the top 10 uh, indicators, uh, tips, to let you know that you're actually um, – how to know that you actually know who you are. Oh, 
Oh. So, so yeah, you 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 definitely want to know that, and I, I, knew, I want you to know that. So, um, you need to know how to do that. So, hold on a second. Uh, oh, da, da, da. oh that's not on that computer. Okay, couple seconds here, we'll be good. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to start this from scratch here, and I'm going to just stick to this this computer because I upgraded the manual from from when I had it on this other computer. So that's why I'm I'm saying that, and okay. I apologize. All right. No problem. So um, yeah. So um, I'm going to start from the beginning. As a matter of fact, so the reason not knowing who you are is the biggest problem in relationships. I didn't realize I, I didn't realize I upgraded my my manual so good. Okay, that's the last I'm going to be saying about that. I'm going right in again. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No one thinks, believes, has a clue, or could even imagine that they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. People think that they just don't know this particular one thing or that thing, or they made a mistake, or they're learning, or you know they know other things about themselves. Or how could you ever say such a thing about me? Or a million other things. Anything, but I don't know who I am. We all know the complete history of our life. We know what we know and we know what we don't know, but we don't know what we don't know we don't know. You know, and I'll mm-hmm. give an example. Of it. I give the example of a dog. Um, and so that's what happens with us. Um, yeah, then uh, why do people choose partners or try to make someone their partner when that person isn't close to a match for who they want and who they are and want to work for them. That's because they don't know who they are. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. how are you going to find a match if you don't know who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so anyhow, um, you go in here somewhere else here. Da, 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 da. I'm feeling like a jerk right now. So my unanswerable question is what I do wrong now. Are you familiar with, you did the communication courses yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is what I do wrong now, and I'm feeling like I did a lot of wrong now. So I'm, I'm, damn, stop, Tony. All right. Um, you're fine, Tony. You're fine. Thank you. Okay, good. I need to hear that. Uh, all right. So the problem with not knowing who we are this is where I wanted to go. Okay. Everyone thinks they know who they are because you know, but and at the same time, will no one will ever know who they really are because we're constantly growing and evolving. So no uh-huh. one is the same at no one's at no one is the same at age twenty as they are at age seventy. The reason we think we all know who we are is because we remember everything we've ever been through. We remember the growth we've experienced and how much more adult we are now than we were ten years ago. Uh-huh. Now because of this we and because of this we think we know who we are. However, how many people know their purpose in life? How many people? How many people know they're living true to their values a hundred percent of the time? How many people know how to stay true to those values a hundred percent of the time? How many people? How many people are willing to be a hundred a hundred percent responsible for the things that happen in their life, for the choices they make in relationships, for the actions they uh, make in life in general? So here are some of the clues that you know who you are, who you really are. Number mm-hmm. one, 
you're happy with who you are. Like, hey, you know, I'm a pretty good person. You know, yeah, you're going to have some times where you're going to be sounding like I just did a minute ago. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you fundamentally know who you are, and you, you know, you're happy with that. Mm-hmm. Number, number two, you change your mind very little. You know, people who know who they are, they make decisions, and they still want what they got after they got it. They still mm-hmm. like it after they get it. Yeah, that's why they change their mind very little. They make very few mis- they make very few mistakes in the choices they make about themselves in their life. They not only don't change their mind often, they don't make the mistake. They don't mistakenly get something they don't want very often. Uh, number four is um, you can see through people often. Not always, but you can see through people because you can see a piece of you in them. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, number five, you don't stay around people who don't know who they are. You can't stay around people who don't know who they are, really. Uh, I'll explain that more in a minute. Okay. You can tell who, uh, number number five, six, you can tell who's mature and immature. And it's hard for you to stay around immature people unless you're contributing to them somehow. Mm-hmm. You're not helping them grow up, it's like tough. Uh, you feel clear, this is number seven, you feel clear with the direction your life is going in, even if you're not happy with the results. The results don't discourage you from your direction. Uh, number eight, you're not easily swayed by other people's opinions about yourself and your life, even though you're fully willing to accept their opinion as their opinion. You're not going to make them wrong, you know, very often. You're like, you know what? That's really how he got it. Like, yeah, I think he got that. I'm still me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's not stubborn. It's like accepting because you're not confused. It doesn't make you start questioning yourself because they said something so dramatically different from yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number nine, people who know who they are can see that you know who you are and are attracted to you because of it. It's like, you know, you're, you're um, in Italy, and you finally meet another American. It's like, oh, I recognize the American. You know? And <laughs> so much, you feel so much more connected to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. People who know who they are, that run into other people who know who they are, they kind of have that, that connectedness, even though they may not realize it's the languaging, but their connectedness mm-hmm. is not. It's live for them. And then number 10. You can only really be happy in a romantic relationship with someone else who knows who they really are. Because if they're not, if they don't know who they really are, it'll feel icky for you and uncomfortable to be around. And the reason is because when people don't know who they are, they become a burden to the person who does know who they are. How they become a burden to the person who does know who they are is that they expect the other person to make them happy. You need to do what I want. You need to do what I need to do, what I need you to do to make me happy. And they may say it or they may not say it, but they're still going to respond as if that didn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. But they don't even know how to make themselves happy. Because they don't know themselves well enough to be able to do things that they consistently can be really happy about. So what ends up happening is people in this area, sort themselves out into two different categories, the Mm -hmm. people who know who they are and the people who don't. 
Because the people who don't know who they are, they don't know that they don't know who they are. And so they end up in a relationship with somebody who does. Because I don't know if you ever heard somebody say this before, but people who know who they are, they they will usually say to somebody who doesn't. They'll be like, you know what? You're not really ready for me or really ready to be in a relationship. I've got to leave you alone. Let me know when you're ready. Mm-hmm. That's the term that they will use. You're not really ready it's because that person doesn't know who they are and they're expecting this other person to make them happy because they don't even know what's going to make them happy themselves. And so what ends up happening is you get two people in a relationship who don't know who they are and then they wonder why the relationship was bad. And that's how it seems so complicated to be in a relationship. No, to yeah. be in a relationship, period. Yeah. I don't know who I am and I don't know what I need, but I love you. And then other person's saying the same thing, and then they wonder how come they keep messing up. I didn't know I was supposed to row the boat, the boat this oar. Uh, I thought I was supposed to hang my clothes on it or whatever, you know, like crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, is it making sense? Yeah. Okay. What are, you, what are you getting out of this? I have no clue who I am. <laughs> Got it. I have some little hints, but I really, yes. really don't have a big clue. Great. Well, one thing about this program is you definitely going to know who you are by the end of this program. Excellent. It starts with this session. It starts with this session. And see, people who don't know who they are, they don't understand that they don't understand gender differences. They just, uh-huh. get, annoyed with, they just get annoyed with the opposite sex. They don't know that they don't um, understand emotions, that they don't manage emotions. They don't know that. They don't, uh-huh. know, that they, they don't know that they make decisions that create structural and other breakdowns, and then they wonder why the breakdowns happen. And then they don't know how to have communication work because they don't know how come they're miscommunicating, or they don't even know that they are, and then they wonder why things ain't going right. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know. You know, they don't know themselves well enough. So what I'm going to do is cover the five biggest things you need to know about yourself in order for you to be happy with somebody for at least 20 years. Okay. Because you'll not only know this about yourself, but you'll recognize that they know that this about themselves too. Because mm-hmm. there are people who know this stuff about themselves. They may not have been taught by me, but mm-hmm. through, their, through their growth and development and their maturity, they kind of got, oh, yeah, I got it. And so they can't put language to it, but they got it. You know, and, and it's funny because a person who knows who they are, a person that understands relationships, they usually don't know how much they know relationships. Like couples that's been married 40, 50 years that are happy together mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. they don't know how to explain it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's become couples that have been married 40, 50 years together. They have kids, and none of their kids are happily married. Or when they get married, they, 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 don't, they still don't make it work because they don't know how, even though they've been watching mom and dad because mom and dad didn't know how to tell us because mom and dad did not have the language mm-hmm. to, to teach them or the skill set oh. to teach them. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Great. So here's what you need to know about yourself in order for you to be happy in a relationship for more than 20 years. Five things. You need to know, and I'm going to go over five, these five things right now. So the okay. first thing you need to know, the most important thing you need to know is your is your highest aspiration for being in a relationship. I'll explain what that means in a minute. Okay. The second is you need to know what the highest aspiration is for your life. You know, you could call it your life purpose, 
but you need to know what your life is about and be living your life. The third is you must have something called a must-have list. I'll explain what a must-have list is, but it's not a qualification list, it is not a red flag list, it is not a um, qualifier list. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is you must know what your love languages are and be able to recognize what the love language is of your partner. Because chances are, in relationship you want to work, you all have the same love languages. You, okay. familiar with the five, you familiar with the five love languages? No. Oh, you want to learn it then. Okay, great. And then, um, uh, and then there's the, the next one, the fifth one, is that you need to know the principles that you live your life by. And you're going to find out, you know, you're going to get a sense of what that is or, or identify them, you know, as part of your assignment for this session. Okay. Uh, I'm going to explain it to you. So um, before I go into this, um, just want to get some feedback, see where you're at, you know, how you're feeling about this, um, what's going on for you. I'm checking in. Something tells me I should check in, um, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Like, like so... Um, I, I feel like I, I feel anxious about it only because in my, um, wildest attempts at anything, I never would have even thought this way Yes. and I could never have been successful in a relationship. Which you is, could never what? I could never have been successful in a relationship in the past because I, I didn't even think along these lines of needing to know all these things about myself and I don't know all these things. Right. Totally it's got it. It's kind of scary because I could have jumped in head first and, and and been like my brother's first marriage that ended disastrously. Like, mm-hmm. like and how can people go through life and not know not know these kinds of things about themselves? Like that's yeah. kind of it's kind of an eye-opener, and it makes me anxious. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, I acknowledge you for being, you know, excited about this because usually people who don't know who they are don't, mm-hmm. have, the patience, don't have the patience to be able to go through this. They'll get distracted. I remember one time I was doing this program with, uh, with three people, uh, mm-hmm. A married couple, a married couple, and then um, a friend of somebody who's on staff. I'm not going to say any names, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, in, in the New York Senate, and mm-hmm. um, they, uh, this young man, was having a hard time with this program because he was having a different conversation with me. This was about how to be in a great relationship, and he was asking me about dating and meeting women. It's not mm-hmm. that program, right? So I realized that this program. It's for mature audiences only. Only this is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, not for folks. It's like, how do I find the meet right person? And how to get them to like me? And all that. This is not necessarily that. This is for people who they feel kind of certain that they could meet somebody and start dating somebody. But like, I don't want to be messing around anymore. I want to like find the right person. I'll even wait. I just need to know what I'm really doing because I just want to be thrilled to pieces in my relationship. And that's what this program really is for. Right. And, you know, when you're speaking, I hear that desire, not the desire to, like, you know, learn how to meet somebody, how do I tell if a guy likes me or not. You're like, right. you are beyond, you're beyond that. You still may want to know that, but you're, you're, you want more than that. So, right. um, yeah. Because I, I avoid 
that because I don't know these things that you're talking about, except that I didn't know that that's why I was really avoiding it. <laughs> so I just learned something yes. that I didn't know that I didn't know. <laughs> yes, I totally got that. That's what this program is about. And, and just to let you know, it took me like, you know, 40, 47, 48 years to be able to get to the point where I can figure this out. So I figured this out, this system here, about four years ago. Um, uh-huh. And then, uh, and then I, when I, when I, my first relationship uh, uh, training happened when I was eight years old. So uh-huh. yeah, about forty-five. It took me about forty-five years to get here. <laughs> okay, but you so, did. Thank you, and thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, wow. um, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so this is not something that's easy. Me and God was running through this. God was dragging me through the mud until I figured it out. You know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't make yourself wrong. Don't feel bad about not knowing this stuff. It's, it's, like no, I, said, I don't feel reason. bad. I just feel like, oh, my God, I never would have figured it out. Like, never. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. All right, that's what I was smelling in the air. Okay, good. So let me go straight into uh, the first thing, which is the uh, highest aspirations for being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So we all... A while ago, I had came up with this concept called the script. Mm-hmm. And um, the script is something that I recognize that women have in their mind in the way of dealing with relationships. The guy is supposed to act a certain way and, you know, I'm supposed to feel a certain way. And, you know, if he does this, that, or the other, then, and I don't tell him, then it must be fake because, you know, he's doing all the right things. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a vision for how the relationship should go. So, you know, the woman might be looking for her knight in shining armor. So she might look mm-hmm. for a knight or she might look for an executive or she might look for a cowboy. She might look for a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and so the guy that she's looking at is coming and approaching her, you know, is, a, is she's looking for a tough guy and she's got an executive in front of her. He ain't the guy. Because mm-hmm. she's already got in her, she's already got in her mind how he's supposed to look and act and all of that stuff. Uh, and so, you know, unfortunately, women throw away great guys because he don't fit their script. Mm-hmm. So, but we have a script because of our vision for for life and our vision of who we are. We all have a kind of a built-in script in our in our head. So, um, so I'm going to explain. I'm going to go a little further right this minute. So, it turns out that um, have you ever seen couples that have been together but they they still love each other, but they, they separate because they feel like they've been living separate lives for a bunch of years, and they're like, mm-hmm. going to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the, what I'm about to talk to you is the reason why that happens. Okay. This is, if, if you only get this one thing, you can handle the problems with almost every other problem that we're going to cover and address. Okay. If you get this one right, this is the one. Okay. So, so, and, and how, how you know this is that the couples that have the same highest aspiration for being in a relationship, the same vision for, for the greatest type of relationship they could ever be in, mm-hmm. even when they argue, fall asleep on each other, do super stuff, because they're doing, they're living their favorite life with somebody who's, who also feels like that's their favorite life. Mm-hmm. They, they put up with all the other dysfunctions and nonsense because the biggest, most important thing for them is the thing that's the biggest, most important thing with their partner, and that's why they ain't leaving each other. This thing right here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So there's five 
versions of the highest aspirations for being in a relationship. We only get one. Now, we also can, you know, enjoy the other stuff, but the other stuff is, is, is um, uh, in service of the one thing. So I'm going to tell you what they are. Um, and I want you to listen for which one is yours. Mm-hmm. I have a sneaky suspicion, but I, I don't know. We'll find out. So, um, okay. so uh, the, high, the, the five different highest aspirations for being in a relationship, highest vision for being in a relationship are these five categories. Okay. Uh, spiritual beliefs, uh, living a life of spirituality together, mm-hmm. um, living a life of adventure together, uh, living a life of uh, parenthood and family together, being great parents together, living a life of uh, making a difference together, or living a life of contentment together. I don't care what else is going on as long as we're happy and everything's working and you're with me, and that's all I care about. So those are the five versions, the five categories of highest aspirations for being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, does it sound like one um, was calling you? Uh, or, you know, sound like the one that's most connected to you or whatever? Yeah, making a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And here's what I discovered. Anybody that's mm-hmm. been around Landmark, anybody that's been around Landmark, mm-hmm. longer than, if they've done more than, than, the, uh, than, the, than the seminar or the advanced course, then mm-hmm. they're all about making a difference. The people who, who, who don't want to make a difference can't handle Landmark. They get bored uh-huh. by Landmark. So anybody that's done the TMLP or the communication courses or, you know, introduction leader program, they can't do it if they're not committed to making a difference. If making a difference is not a big part of their life or a domain part of their life. Uh-huh. They may not even be conscious of it, but that's what keeps, keeps them and gets them there. I actually discovered that for, for certainty because I was doing this program and, you know, it came to me spiritually and um, intuitively this, this content came to me plus my own personal experience. But then uh, I was uh, – um, in my ILP, uh, my second time, I did the Introduction Leader Program in uh, 2014, uh-huh. uh, 2013-14. And so, like, a bunch of staff members got sick. So they asked, you know, me, among other things, to come in and be on staff for a short time, temporary. And so I worked uh-huh. with, uh, with with uh, Bethany and, uh, and, and Karen, uh-huh. uh, with the two main people I work with. And so I was making calls to have people get on skin seminars. And as I was listening to them and watching their history, but I realized that the people who were willing to register, they had they've been long-time uh, landmark participants, and they loved making a difference. And the people who didn't finish their land, or the people that they, they they finished their landmark form, but they didn't do the seminar, uh-huh. you know, they didn't do an advanced course. I can hear in their voice they don't give a crap about making a difference. Uh-huh. Like their vision for having a great life is the world. And this after about after about I want to play somewhere about two three hundred phone calls. I realized, oh, only people here want to make a difference. But it's funny uh-huh. because people who want to make a difference, who's out there in the world making a difference, you know, I've even read Tony Robbins say, you know, everybody wants to make a difference. No, everybody do not want to make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> the people who want to make a difference want to make a difference. The people who want to be content are probably going to be contributed to by people who want to make a difference, you know? Uh-huh. It's amazing. So, um, so you want to look at what does making a difference look like in your life with or somebody together. Um, and I'm going to say a little bit more about that in a minute. Okay. Um, so the second biggest thing is knowing 
your highest aspirations for your own life. Like some people, they need to be doing everything with their partner together. And some people, uh-huh. they just need to be, you know, spending the days after they finish with their job or whatever they're doing with their partner together. Uh-huh. So uh, I'll give you a, per- you know, a perfect example, a graphic example of, of um, the second part, which is um, uh, the Cosby show. Uh-huh. You remember the Cosby show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that's that's more than older than twenty one years old gotta remember the Cosby show because that was the, the the bomb. Oh my God. You know, whatever <laughs> else happened to whatever else happened to him afterwards, God bless him. But uh mm-hmm. and, and the women he was dealing with. But the show itself was magnificent. And so um him and him and Claire, Cliff and mm-hmm. Claire, uh had their separate careers. They never interfer- interfered or interacted with each other's career. Like anytime Cliff had to go over to her job was like, oh, shit. you know, like he's like a like a pig going to a wolf's den. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, it's not my world. Oh, and if she go to his world, I don't think I don't know. I don't know if I ever saw an episode where she went to the doctor with him. I don't know mm-hmm. if she, he did that, right? Because she was a lawyer, he was a doctor. But when they came home, it was like it was in constant uh, interaction, but of the most magnificent type. Even when they were giving each other a hard time, actually. They never gave each other a hard time at the same time. I don't know if you noticed that. Sometimes he would give her a hard time and she'd be like patient with him. And sometimes mm. she would give him a hard time, he'd be patient with her. But the reason is because their highest aspiration for being in a relationship was to be parents together. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, even when they were, uh, you know, there's a couple of episodes where they talked about how they first met and what they thought about each other. And, you know, he went to the military and, you know, they kept talking about, you know, what's it going to be like when they have kids together? And, you know, that was the reason why they got together, because they loved each other, they were attracted to each other, and their vision of being together was to be great parents. Mm-hmm. And so, but they also had to separate lives, which they was happy about, right? And yeah. so um, that's the version of that. A version of making a difference could be Martin Luther King with Coretta, Scott King. This is a great mm-hmm. example, too. Because you know it's been it's been documented it's been just been said many times that Martin ended up Martin cheated on Coretta, but apparently their vision for being together was so great that, that they were both able to overcome that. And and I'm going to say you know knowing what I know about relationships and know what I know about making a difference, mm-hmm. there's there's no way Martin Luther King accomplishes the things he accomplishes. If Coretta is not his wife, it's just not. Wow. And I'll share, I'll share with you later on why as I go through the different aspects of the relationship. But she was his one guaranteed, no questions asked, um, supporter in his vision. They were both about making a difference together. And if nobody else believed in him, she did. And that was enough. Wow. You know, if you look at uh, um, uh, Mahatma Gandhi and his wife, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, I don't know it as well as I know about, you know, Martin and Coretta. But when two people are as one, it's like it's amazing what can happen in the world. So I wanted to give you that as, you know, as um, some some, um, graphic examples of living the same life together. Mm Mm-hmm. 
know, and how great that can be. So you want to look at not just um, making a difference, but what kind of difference do you want to make? And then find somebody who wants to make the same kind of difference. And they don't have to be the same kind of way. You know, so, for example, uh, I got a friend um, who's a former introduction leader. He just recently completed team, it's the second two years of team management leadership program. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, by the way, I want to say something about this, this stuff here. This is not a landmark program. I'm bringing up a lot of landmark stuff with you because I want it to be common language. But this, uh-huh. is not a, this is not a landmark program. So I'm going to use that as um, examples. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we're good. Okay. Okay, okay, good. Just wanted to make sure this is, this is landmark ain't got this one. <laughs> yeah, no I, yeah. no, I got that because I tried taking a relationship class there and I didn't even finish it because all yeah. I heard was people whining and I didn't get any real information that I mm. was looking for. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. this is yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I went there like, <laughs> Twice and didn't go again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is this is this is common language. This is not landmark stuff. So right. I want to make sure you're right. clear. And about I don't that, mind so. the common language part at all. That's excellent. Okay. Very good. 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 Just want to make sure. All right. So, um, uh, talk about highest uh, uh, purpose. So, um, uh, I was just saying something. Uh, I know it's on the uh, recording. So. Of, the last thing you said was, um, what kind of different did I want to make it a problem? Yes. Okay, great. So so it could be that you want to be uh work for a nonprofit and help them take care of um take care of, you know, homeless people or, you know, uh adopted kids or, you know, some kind of giving that kind of way. Could be that. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be that you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to make a lot of money, but you also want to make a difference while you're doing it. So, you know, like Iman Lunk uh uh Monk, you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These guys committed to making a difference, and he's committed to being a billionaire. But that's high his way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, you could be, you know, a, a Buddhist monk, you know, and, and go hang out in a monastery for the rest of your life with your partner. You know, that's what y'all do, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, that could be making a difference. It also could be spiritual. You know, living mm-hmm. a life of spirituality. So you want to see what kind of difference you want to make, like the style of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when you identify that, it'll be easy for you, easier, so much easier, like a thousand percent easier for you to identify someone else who wants to make the same kind of difference and that you're both attracted to each other. Got it. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. If you do nothing else, this whole program, but you do that, and I'm not saying you should do that, believe me, <laughs> but you, that, that's your first, that's your first biggest thing you want to manage. What kind of difference do I want to make? How, how, how do I want to make this difference in my relationship with my partner so that we're living together, doing our favorite things with my favorite person in my favorite places? Uh, what is it that I want to do? And how do I find somebody who wants to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like a fireman is somebody who wants to make a difference. But do you want to live the life of a fireman's wife? Well, now no, I'm not sure now that you're saying all that. Yeah, because, you know, you'd be excited you got this fireman. He wants to make a difference. But then you're going to be like, this guy's going to be sleeping over at the firehouse for three days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, every time he goes out, I'm worried he might die. You right. know, and, and all this other stuff, right? Like, that's the you When you choose a partner, you also choose in a li- their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so you want to know that their lifestyle is 
identical to yours or so similar that you can't like like well, this, this, this is what we do. You know, I got a friend that lives, like I said, I was saying, he lives up in Harlem, and him and his wife are about making a difference. You know, uh-huh. he just completed team to two years of team team TMLP, and his he makes a difference as a parole officer, um, and as somebody who does volunteering at a non for profit. Uh-huh. His wife wants to make a difference, but she makes a difference through art, through jewelry, through being an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. And so they accept that they make a difference in different ways, but then they come home together and appreciate each other's difference making, honor each other, give each other coaching and support around how to make more of a difference in their specific areas. And uh-huh. then they can sit there and they can sit, they've been married uh, 20 years, I think officially 20 years, 19, so it's 19, 21 years they've been married now. And wow. um, yeah, when, when I, whenever I got to come to the city, in fact, I'm spending the night at their house tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I know they're going to sit there and watch, watch a couple of uh, cable shows together, fall asleep on each other's shoulder before they go to sleep themselves upstairs, you know. Um, mm-hmm. they, just, they just adore each other. And um, um, they make a difference. They just make a difference in ways that the other ones can't really do. It's not mm-hmm. even like they don't – it's not even like they don't want to. Like he can't get out of the type of things that he does because he's so committed to it. She's so committed to hers. Uh-huh. But they get they get the chance to share each other's difference, um, uh-huh. and, and so that's the part that works for them. They can sit still and and say, "Hey, you know, um, um, this is what happened when I was, um, you know, working with the kids, the teens at the, at the uh, not for profit." And she'd be like, uh-huh. "Oh, it's so adorable," and all of that stuff. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so they're living the same life, even though they're not living it the same exact way. Martin Luther King was out in front. Coretta was home with the kids, but they still was living the same life, just not the same way. Uh-huh. And it worked. So you want to be you want to be clear about that. I, I, I'm really digging in on this so that you could be, you know, completely clear on what it looks like for you. You don't have to know what it is now for you. I just want you to know how important it is and how different ways it could look. So when you start looking for yourself, what kind of difference? do I really want to make with my partner? Uh-huh. You know, because you don't want to do it on your own because that ain't going to work. Right. So, so, um, so that's that. Um, second is knowing your, what life you want to live and you want to make a difference. Now, it might be that you both make a difference, like my friend who lives up in Harlem. Oh, I'm going to spend the night with him tomorrow night. Uh-huh. Um, it might it might be that you and, and your partner have different make a different needs, but it's okay because I know you're making a difference over here. You make a, I'm making a difference over there, and we can talk and share our lives together. Because when you sit down, you want to be able to have discussions about you know pretty much the same thing, particularly the thing that you enjoy the most. If you can't talk about the thing you enjoy the most with your partner, you ain't really got a partner. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so um, it helps for you to know what your life purpose is mm-hmm. so that you can actually be living it. Because if you don't know your life purpose, you're just going to be frustrated and you won't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, and if you don't know what it is, I, I'm actually skillful at helping people find their life purpose in one conversation. And I'm actually going to do that sometime during this uh the time that we're doing this. It'll be a separate session. I won't even do it on a, on a call. It'll be a separate raw session. I'm letting you know now. 
But okay. uh, I will I will have a conversation with you. It'll be like a half hour, forty five minutes, but um, okay. it'll be it'll be offline in addition to this um program. It'll be my a bonus that I'm giving you. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Okay. Good. All right. So we talked about highest aspirations for being in a relationship and then we talked about briefly highest aspirations for your life. And again I'll help you with that further. Uh, well, we're going to go into number three section, which is uh, your must-have list. Okay. So um, you got to have a list of – you have a list of must-haves. You just don't know you got a list of must-haves. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what that is, and, 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 and in particular tell you what it is in, in relationship to other uh, must-haves, I mean other, other qualification lists. Okay. So um, a must-have list – is something that you either cannot live without, period, end of story, or you can't live with, period, end of story. It doesn't even matter who it is. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how, how you know this is you look at the things that happened in your previous relationships and mm-hmm. say, I don't care who that is. I'm never going to be okay with that. Got it. Or I don't care who it is. I'm never going to be able to do without that. I'd rather be not in a relationship than to be not have that or not okay. have to deal with that, right? So I'm going to I'm going to give you a couple examples for me in my life. Okay. So um, for one, um, I cannot be with somebody who withholds, doesn't always say what's on their mind. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be nasty. They don't have to tell me as soon as they get it. But when we have a serious conversations. No withholding, full ex- full dis- exposure, full full disclosure. I we're not shut. You're not shutting me down because you feel uncomfortable right now. We're not doing none of that. No, mm-hmm. actually, you know, for me personally, you know, having awesome conversations is kind of like foreplay. After that, I'm like, come here, honey. <laughs> you know, like, so <laughs> then it's not only shutting down my communication, but he's shutting down my sex life, man. You don't want to talk? What? <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, that's one of mine. You know, another one is I'm not all that neat, but I know how to be neat. But, um, you know, as being a former facilities manager, I know how to make any any space amazing if okay. I decide to settle, settle into it. But I don't want to do the work. So, um, but I'm okay. I know how to make it easy to, to fix up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, can't go, I can't go more than a week, week and a half without straightening up the whole place. But mm-hmm. but because I but because I can tell how how long it'll take, I can see exactly yeah. what needs to be done. I pretty much know. I can look at my watch and say, looking at the room, looking at the watch, say it takes about uh, forty minutes to clean this room. Okay, fine, I'm okay with that. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when it gets past an hour or so, I'm like, I better do this now because it's only going to get worse. And so I'll, I'll cut into that, right? But now, I can't, I'm saying this because I cannot be with somebody who's sloppier than me. Mm-hmm. I could be with somebody who's neater than me. I could be with Felix Unger if I had to. I don't want to. I think it's a little intense. <laughs> but, but, but in the in the interest of the relationship being healthy in all the other areas, like if she was, you know, the same kind of making a different type of woman I am that I, mm-hmm. I want to be with, mm-hmm. and we like helping the globe together. Hey, listen, if she's a, if she's a neat freak. I will honor that because that's easy enough for me to be with. But I'm not going to be doing more work than her around the house and stuff. I ain't got time for that. I'm too busy trying mm-hmm. to make a difference. Excuse me. Thank you very much. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, a, that's another must-have there. Um, let me see a couple other ones. Um, 
you know, I, you know, we, 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 I'm, I'm committed to full disclosure. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you some personal stuff about me. I'm not going to be with somebody that's like, can actually is not in, can actually find herself not interested in having sex with me. Like she can't be a no. She got to be a yes. I'm saying every time I say, you know, let's do it. Uh, she says, okay, and just gives in. But no, I want her to be actually interested. Like, mm-hmm. lift me up in the middle of the night once in a while, interested. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Like, you know, have a have a decent sex drive. Don't be messing around mm-hmm. with me, you know. Don't be making me chase you all the damn time either. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I need that. Because I've been in relationships where, you know, it wasn't like that. It didn't last long. It just, it just doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. I already, I already know that. I'm not pretending. And so, um, uh, yeah, so you want to look at whatever relationships you had been in or you know about, like, what, what, what could you not handle no matter what or no matter who you're with? Mm-hmm. You want to look at what your must-have list is. I think I got 11 of them. Um, you know, another one for me, you know, and, and, you know, I've given myself permission to not make myself wrong about this one. Okay. But, um, but one, of the, one of my must-haves is I must be with a woman who's pretty. Mm-hmm. And and because I I both of my um, wives I wasn't I didn't think it was all that pretty it was like okay but not like huh. mm-hmm. and uh, and and the reason I'm clear is because my mom was smoking hot and I don't want to be with somebody that my mom was better than I just don't mm-hmm. I just can't handle it I've tried and then I used to be a player on top of it I used to chase women and have women chase me actually I was on the receiving end of the chasing I was really good at being somebody that women would chase. And um, mm-hmm. some of the most, some of, some of them were like the most gorgeous human beings on the planet. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not trying to lower my standards around that. No, 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 no. I already know, but I've, I've already lived those lives. And I'm like, nah, I can't have okay. No, just okay is not going to work for me. It just, mm-hmm. it's just no pass, sorry. So, um, so yeah, so another one's got to be looking good. My my mom, just to let you know, she was, uh, she was, um, People confused her with Diane Carroll. Wow. Yes, exactly. Cool. Yeah, my my That's friends. Cool. I mean, when I was uh, when I was in uh, junior high, my friends would talk about how they wouldn't say it much around me, but I've heard uh, on occasion they'd be like, "Yo, man, yo, Tony's mom, man." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't get mad at him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, I know my mom was pretty. I mean, she was my mom, so I wasn't looking at her like that. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I can understand. I, I can respect why they would, you know, feel the way their mom was hot. Five foot six, perfect hourglass figure, looking like Diane Carroll, and then dressed like, you know, uh, uh, the type of woman that she would walk the streets and, uh, you know, walk where she's going, and a homeless guy would see her rather than ask for money. He'd say, good morning, good afternoon, miss. Wow. Like they would, they would straighten up and sit up and act right because she had that kind of, that kind of rigor to her too. She wasn't even just like a good-looking woman. She was like, "Don't be messing with me, unless you're serious," you know. Like, <laughs> wow, strong woman. Well, oh my god. So I'm like, I can't have somebody that, I can't be around somebody that's not that. I, I, I grew up with that. What am I supposed to? I can't do it. And I've tried, so I know I can't do it. Right. So you need to know yeah. what your must-haves is. I'm being, I'm being as graphic as possible with this, so you can start. Uh-huh. Seeing like what those might be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, did I did I did I bring up anything for you? Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. So what's coming to mind? Uh, well, 
Um, I think I can relate with you on the on the on the beautiful woman, like handsome guy thing. Yes. Uh, okay. Because I I actually I was proud of myself for going out with this guy on a blind date. We showed up mm-hmm. at my house, who yep. was not how I was expecting, and I went out with him. He was a very nice man. Yeah. But I I could get that like. That's just something in my head, like that. I look like, like so. I look back at some pictures of my brother in high school, and then mm. my and my brother's world, his world began at college, and he doesn't remember anything about anything else because he blocked it out of his whole head. Because mm. he decided he had such a like horrible, bad, biased experience um, mm. between his growing up and my sister and I, because there's there's like ten years between us. So he just walked mm. all out, and I and I had this picture of him from around the time that he got married, and he had married the first time. He had long hair, and um, and then he had long hair and a beard, and he was just like great looking. He but he never mm. knew it. We never noticed it. And I showed him the pictures, and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I was kind of good looking. And I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like I got to hang around with you as your kid's sister. And, like, people got to see that you were my brother. Like, how cool is that? And, he, like, he doesn't get it to this day, but it was very cool. <laughs> so I can relate to that a lot. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like the one that you said about people not withholding anything back in their communication. And mm-hmm. it makes that makes me anxious, even though I, I say that I want that because I'm so used to censoring myself about things mm. and, like, not saying things clearly yeah. or being, like, scared to say them. So, mm. like, that would be really important, but I would also have to be able to say that I could do that if I want yes. that from the other person. Yes. You know, it's funny because, um, you know, a couple of things you've said so far on this call, was the reason why I had said to you I, I should work with you for at least three months, um, mm-hmm. you know, before. So, um, you know, we could, you know, once we do this, uh, you know, these six sessions, we could look at what's the next step if you wanted to do a next step with me because I could see that, you know, you could, for the, for the happiness that you're looking for, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that got to be done, but it's all feasible. You know what I mean? It's just that there's a lot of work to do. So this is why I'm, I'm bringing it up in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we can I don't, talk about that later. I don't yeah. agree with you that, on that at all. Okay. I don't disagree with you like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're not there yet, but we'll see what we need to do once we finish these six, six sessions, if anything. Because maybe, you know, maybe you can handle it. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So, all right. So, um, so that's the, the third. The, the first three things is knowing um, your highest aspirations for being in a relationship. Then there's your highest aspirations for your own life, your life purpose. Then you must have lists. I want you to create your must have list between now and the next session. That'll be a part of your assignment, but I'm telling you now, having it on the recording now. Okay. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll you'll get the email. You'll, you know, I'll send it to you. So you, you'll have to be okay. wondering. What? So, all right. So the next thing is knowing your love languages. There was a, a gentleman, a chaplain named Gary Chapman. Chap, mm-hmm. uh, chaplain, chaplain, Cap, Chapman. 
he was, um, I don't know if he was a minister. I think there was a chaplain, but whatever. Um, he was also a, um, a marriage counselor and relationship counselor at church. And it took him 30 years for him to realize that people have um, five main ways they communicate um, their love, express their love to themselves or, excuse me, to their partner. Mm-hmm. And what's even more important, how they want their partner to express love to them. It's five different main ways. So, um, you know, we have basically uh, between two and three of them are, are live for us, and the other one or two is like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> and so um, the five love languages are uh, in no particular order. Uh-huh. I promise you, two, I promise you, two of them are like, oh, my God. And then one of them was like, oh, yeah, I like that. And the other two are, 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 are like, eh, I don't care about that. You know, see how it goes. So uh, <laughs> so in no particular order, there is a touch, uh, which could be public displays of affection, sex, you know, uh, hugging, whatever, right? Touch is an, is an expression, a love expression, a love language. Uh, acts of service. Oh, I'll do that for you, honey. That would be uh-huh. a, 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 an expression of love a love language, um, uh, words of affirmation, you know, talking to each other, you know, empowering each other, sharing with each other, words of affirmation. You know, uh-huh. how come you don't talk to me anymore? You don't love me anymore? You won't talk to me? Like that, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Then there's uh, time spent. You have to just do nothing except for just sit there and watch TV. Time spent together would be enough. You don't have to talk with time spent, but you need to, you can't be so busy over there that you can't be over here. I'm not important enough for you to spend time with me. That's what uh-huh. that would look like, right? Uh-huh. And then and then gifts, which is, you know, come home and bring the money, come home and buy you a new car, you know, buy, always giving you flowers once a week, you know, whatever, right? So, so it would be gifts. Um, you know, for me personally, my top two, uh, my, my ISS, for, I mean, my, uh, my love language is in order. Tony uh-huh. did personally is words of affirmation first, uh-huh. touch second, acts of service is third, uh, quality time is fourth, and gifts are huh? Gifts? What's that? Like that for me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the order in which it works for me. Um, but it's important for you to know which one works, which ones are yours, because you need to be able to recognize it in your partner. Usually, we don't. Usually, we don't recognize it in our partner. Because, um, our you know our partner and I and, and our partner and I, us ourselves probably have the same love languages. So it's going so well, we don't even notice how well it's going, and we don't notice why. Because we both love access. I mean, if we both love access service and touch, then you know we'll do something for each other, and then we'll have sex, right? And that, that's how that would go. And we don't even notice that we have the same love language because we don't even know that it's the same love language because. There's nothing out of place. It's just so naturally in common uh-huh. that you don't even notice that it's not working. I mean, that it, that it is working. It's like, uh-huh. of course it's like this. So um, so out of those, do you, do you know which ones, like, uh, um, you know, do you recognize which ones are call you? Of the five, you want to say them again? No, I, I wrote it down. Um, okay. Um, oh, gosh. Well, gifts are definitely like bottom of my list. Cause that, 
like it's nice yep. to get things, but they're just yep. things. Yeah. As I like clearing out all my things because I don't want to have all this stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I. I, I think I would say the same order as you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'd have to qualify that, though, by just saying that I haven't had a lot of relationships in my life. So, yeah. I, you know, I might say that and then it might change as I got a really mm-hmm. nice relationship that I had for a while. I, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll just say it like that for now. Okay, so um, if you want to clear it up, go on YouTube and just do a search for the five love languages. Okay. And, um, you know, because there's a book out, a couple of books out. You've got a, like a book series, you know, uh, how to apply the five love languages in many areas. But you can get the basics of it just from watching just a couple of videos on YouTube. Okay. Uh, so that way you can really identify because he'll go in deeper than I'm going to go in here about it. So, all right? Yeah, perfect. Great. Yeah, it'll take you, you know, 20 minutes, half hour of watching it, maybe even five minutes. You might get a, a video that's, that's so clear with a five-minute glint because I don't know how many thousands of people have, have did their own versions of inter- interpreting that video, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. the concept. So. You know, YouTube, you can learn stuff a lot quicker than even from the trainer, the person who created it, really, after a while. So, all right, so then um, the fifth of the five biggest um, things you need to know about yourself is um, the the principles that you live your life by. Mm -hmm. So when I say principles, what I really mean is um, in landmark lingo, it would be what possibility are you creating for yourself in your life? So the terminology, the words that you would use for those possibilities, mm-hmm. those are really not possibilities. Those are really principles, principles that was created by the creator. God created these principles before we got here, and they'll be here after we leave, and they're part of the energy um, structure of the universe. Love is an energy structure in the universe. Uh, peace is the energy structure in the universe. It's, a, it's a, like a vibratory radio station. Mm-hmm. So, you know, WWRL is 1600 on the AM dial. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you're going to hear is whatever it gets sent on WWRL 1600 on the AM dial. You're not going to get stuff that's on a different station. It's going to be right. just that. So, so when you uh, when you tune into station W L O V E, all you won't get is love coming through there, no matter what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know W W H A R M O N Y. You only gonna get harmony coming out of that station. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know when when um, landmark. I'm glad that I can talk to people who've done landmark about this particular thing because uh-huh. landmark doesn't really go as deep into the principles as they could. They've got a whole different distinction around it, but they don't go as deep into it as I think that they should because if people knew how powerful those words that we use as possibilities really are, they would be more related to them more often. They would actually use them 
as a qualifying tool, you know, to, to, to see if somebody qualifies to see like like a quality control tool. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and uh, if you go if you worked at a manufacturing plant, you know, only things that need a certain qualification will could go on an automobile, will go mm-hmm. on a computer. So they have what they call quality control. So these principles really when they're used at their best, love, generosity, curiosity, whatever the possibility you're creating, if you use it as, as your, as your um, quality control tools, you'll be able to live the life you, you live. And in addition, as you get better at living your life by those quality uh, uh, tools, those, those principles, you'll be able to recognize who other people are because they will be, you'll see that they're living their life through those principles. So you'll see, see every human being on the planet lives their life via principles, whether they live it via the positive principles or the negative principles, like uh-huh. impatience or intolerance or hate. There's uh-huh. still a principle, you know, because we didn't invent this stuff. This stuff was already here. We just tuned into it. We're being these principles. That's why we're human beings. We're being these principles. So when you're being these principles, you'd be wise for you to choose the most empowering ones, the one that express your vision of yourself best. Otherwise, you'll just have your principles, you'll live your principles that you live your life by, by uh, default, and Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to work very well. It doesn't work for most of us most of the time. Mm -hmm. So you got to choose what principles you're going to live your life by. So if you go ahead and did that exercise called, so what's the possibility you're creating for yourself in your life today? You don't want to, and, you know, they say you share the possibilities such that, you know, people enrolled in you haven't gotten it, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than do that, I mean, don't not do that. But what I suggest you do instead is to use and say, How, was I being loving just now as your quality control tool? Was I being generous just now? Was I being, um, you know, patient right now? And what would I need to do to be patient in this situation? And so you're living your life by these principles. You're using these principles as your quality control measure for living your life, particularly in relationships, but in every area of your life. Does that, does that communicate? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've got a list of principles. Uh, it's called the uh, principles that support love and relationships. And I've got another list of principles that do not support love and relationships. And I'll tell you how I got how I how I identified this how this thing got started in the first place, um, uh-huh. you know, to give you more context for appreciating understanding it. So I remember I was uh, on Team One, 2007, and I you know we came back from one of those landmark breaks where you make phone calls on the breaks, right? Came back from uh-huh. the break, and there's a bunch of people sharing what they got out of the phone calls, and as one lady gets on the stage, I'm pretty sure it was a lady, I don't remember exactly, but. She was sharing and talking about what happened, and then she said a sentence, and then 20% of the room started to cry. They were so touched by what happened. Uh-huh. And I, I could just feel the room just shift. It was like, oh, you just feel it. And to me, what came to mind was it was like love ran in the room as soon as she finished that sentence. Uh-huh. It was amazing. So I was like, Wow. And I was like, what did she say that made that happen? And I realized she was communicating a principle that produced a result with her, with the, whoever she had an improved, upgraded relationship from as a result of that conversation, right? Uh-huh. So it made me start listening for what else? Because, you know, you've been, in, you've been in landmark courses and somebody shares in the mic and all of a sudden the rule change, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so that happened there, but that one time I happened to notice it so much that it was like, oh, damn, I need to pay more attention to this. So by the time I finished team, first year team, TNLP, I had identified 58 principles that when they are present, love is present, and 68 principles that when they are present, love runs out the door. I I was like, principles that have love running in the door. That principle shows up, love says, hey, hey, hello, here I am. And salutes you mm-hmm. and stands there, <laughs> you know. So, so you're gonna get a list of these. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, this part of the email is a is a list of principles that uh, you can live your life by. And the reason I'm sending it to you is I want you to identify the ones that most closely resembles what's most true for you. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean, what's most true for you is is not so much that you um um live these all the time or have been living these all the time. But these are the ones that feel most true for you that you can begin to start living your life by if you have not been. Okay. You know, does that communicate? Yeah. Yeah. Great. So um, when you understand principles, it's so much easier to understand who you're dealing with because human beings are being a principle at every any time. It can be being multiple at the same time but they're always being some principle and expressing some aspect of the principles that they live their life by because the principles that we live our life by are the filters that we use to determine what to do, what not to do in life. Uh The decisions we make, the actions we take, the feelings we feel, and all that stuff, it's all based on principle. And um, when you recognize your own principles, then you can start recognizing other people's principles. You're able to have better interactions with this, with the other people because you understand them at the most fundamental of levels. Uh-huh. That, does that communicate? Yes. Yeah. So these are the things you need to know about yourself. <laughs> you, either, you know, this life is great to know more, but if you, you, you need to at least know this stuff about yourself. And now what happens is people who do know themselves, they know this stuff, but they don't have the language for it. Uh-huh. But they do actually know it. Okay. You know, and so and, and then their partner knows it about themselves too. And so they don't know how to say it, but they just live it and experience it. And it's amazing. Uh, I can I can only imagine at this moment. <laughs> say that it again. I can only imagine at this moment yes. what it would be like. Totally I've never had like anything close like that. Like yeah. like not not even on the same planet. <laughs> right. Totally totally understand, totally got it. And thank you. I'm thinking I'm I'm re- I'm I'm showing appreciation for the advanced course that you just took recently. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I'm clear that that's why you're on this call with me now. Uh-huh. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. So, um, so that's the end of session. That's the end of session one, part one. Part two. Once you know who you are, once you know who you are, you need to be able to uh, recognize how to choose a partner wisely. So we're going to cover that real quick. It's not. That's actually not going to take as much long as long as what we just did. Okay. So um, the ten indicators that I say you should be looking for and be uh-huh. clear about with your partner. In addition to the stuff we already covered, 
Mm-hmm. See, you still want to know what the love languages of your partner is because you want your partner to have the same or similar love languages to you. What I mean by same or similar, same is identical. Similar is whatever your first love language is, is his second love language. And whatever mm-hmm. his first love language is, is your second love language. That works. Mm-hmm. You know, but if your love, first love language is his fourth and his first love language is your fifth, Ain't nothing hey. happening. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, y'all be like pissed off at each other for the short time you be together. <laughs> <laughs> key phrase, key part of that sentence is the short time y'all together. Yeah. Y'all won't be able to put up with that for long. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, your must have list. You want to you want to see um, that they actually have a must have list, and that they clear about it so that you could honor their must have list and keep it from getting in the way of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to recognize these things in them, and you can't recognize these five things in them unless you know they're in you first, and then you can see it, smell it, and sift it out. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that for them, you want to know these ten things I'm about to tell you. Okay. Does that, does that communicate? Yeah. Okay, great. So... The 10 things you need to know in choosing a partner wisely about that uh-huh. partner. The first is that you have a unified purpose. You share the same highest aspirations for being in a relationship. Number one. Number two is that uh, each partner knows themselves fully. So they need to know themselves as well as you're going to know yourself by the time this program ends or better. Okay. They need to be. They need to be able to recognize and see through you, same way you able to recognize and see through them, and it's coming. So, mm-hmm. number number three, life is far better with them in your life than without them. Not a little bit, far better. Like, you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm silly. I have fun. I love this stuff. Um. Number four, five, and six are principles. You, you, this doesn't need to be what drives their life, but you need to see this as a part of who they are. Uh-huh. These, might, these might not be the main principles they live their life by, but these are principles they live their life by. These three I'm about to give you. You ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. They are forgiving. Uh-huh. You ready? They, they are forgiving, yeah. generous. They are forgiving, generous, and loving. Uh, See, people who don't have this in them organically, they yeah. don't know how to make. They don't know how to make. They don't have the capacity to make up from upsets quickly, completely, and lovingly. And so, you'll have an upset that could last a couple of weeks because they're either not generous, they're not forgiving, or they're not loving enough to accept and say, listen, let's move on. I love you. I want to get back to having a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Getting off it, as Landmark says. Mm-hmm. So, um, and besides, the person who's actually really loving, they actually have a fairly high level of consciousness. They're actually mm-hmm. fairly self-aware for them to be loving because lovingness is not infatuation. It's not like, oh, I want to be with right. you, my heart palpitates. No, it's like love is like, listen, I love you even if you don't like me. That takes, that, mm-hmm. that's evolved, you know? 
So that's that. The number seven is uh, having the same love languages. You need to look for that, but you need to know yours first. Mm-hmm. No, number eight, you're going to like this one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Great sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Ooh. Number eight, great sex. Number, number nine, you treat each other like family. Like there's no back doors. Like I'm fully in the game. It may not happen immediately, but it, it, it it's coming down the pike. Like they have the capacity to be able to do that. They can you can see that that's not a foreign concept for them, you know. Uh-huh. And then number ten is partnership. Like y'all can work together because you're gonna need to be able to blend your lives together. If you can't blend your lives together, you don't really have a relationship because you you're building a life together. Uh huh. So you want to be building the same life with the same interests, same passions, the same, oh, my godness, about the life that you're living. It's like, have, it's like two, two kids in the playground doing whatever they do and what they love and enjoy doing most um, in the playground. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, a partnership is, is different from a relationship. And uh, I don't know, have you ever heard of uh, PAX programs? No. PAX programs is an awesome company that uh, talks about, that, that's focused on personal development in the area of relationships, specifically gender differences, specifically educating women on relationships. Uh-huh. And PAX is uh, three capital letters, P-A-X. It stands for past, uh, passion, adoration, and ecstasy. Uh-huh. And uh, it's led by this woman. It's created, founded by this woman named Allison Armstrong, mm-hmm. who is, a, is an amazing human being. She's a former landmark staff member and former SVLP leader. And actually, her company came out of an SVLP project, which oh, is wow. to figure out. Uh, yeah, it was to figure out how simple men could be, because she figured they were so shallow and it's easy to figure them out. Because she was tired of like not being able to figure them out. That was a project. And 22 years later, she's still doing it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And so, and so, um, uh, yeah. So Allison, she, um, I always, I, if she was doing this, and she was able to reach everybody on the planet, uh-huh. then uh, I wouldn't be bothered. I wouldn't be bothered talking about gender differences. I'd be talking about something else because she's so good at it. I mean, I'm just another person doing it. I'm, I'm really good at it too, for, especially from being a guy. But like. She's the best I've seen so far. She's better than John Gray at it. You know, the guy who created, created a Meta for Mars, Women for Venus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's better than him. I'm telling you. I've seen her live numerous times. Uh, I haven't right. seen him live. I haven't seen her live, him live, but she speaks so well. The first thing that comes out of her mouth is the best possible thing that can come out of her mouth. She, she wastes her time repeating herself because what she said was so amazing the first time. No, no, let's talk about You know? The only other person I noticed that's that way is David Cunningham. Well, he I, starts I, talking. Oh, oh, he's the one that the landmark form leaders. Okay, I, I never met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's one of those guys. The first thing comes out of his mouth, there's nothing else to say better. I, you can't say what he said better than what he said the first time. There's no need for him to like, 
Oh, yeah, what I really meant was, no, he really meant what he meant the first time because it was so clear you couldn't misunderstand it. Anyhow, she she distinguished the difference between relationship and partnership blew my mind. So uh, relationships, let's use sports as an example. Mm -hmm. Relationship is when you're connected with each other and you do things together, but nobody's necessarily accountable for anything. You're just together. Partnership includes, in, in, uh, it can't, uh, um, what do you call it? it includes uh, accountability because you have to do your part. So to use a sports analogy, um, basketball is a team sport. It's a mm-hmm. relationship sport because, you know, Nobody has to be in a particular place. Everybody's learning how to dance in a conversation with each other like that. So you got some people that can actually yeah. hide on defense, hide on offense. They don't have to have the ball. You need a guy that could be on the course for 30 minutes, and he never takes a shot, and it doesn't mm-hmm. affect negatively necessarily the team. But now when you look at, say, uh, baseball, baseball is a partnership sport because every player on the team gets to go to the bat and, you know, go, go to home plate and swing the ball to try to hit the ball somewhere so they can score some points, right? Uh-huh. But but nobody can hit for him. He could be replaced. But when he's at the back, he's at, you know, up at uh, home plate, he's the only one that can do what he's doing right then at that particular time. And so the second baseman, second baseman is covering every piece of this territory that the second baseman is supposed to cover. Uh-huh. But his job, his job is not left field. That's the left fielder's uh-huh. job. Left field outfielder's job. So, like, when you're in a partnership, it's kind of like the A-team. If you remember the A-team? Uh-huh. Yeah, so Face, Face did not do what, um, what um, uh, Mr. T did, right? Um, but Mr. T was doing all of the, you know, the weapons uh-huh. and the mechanics. He fixed everything, right? Um, um, and then um, I forget what the guy who was the driver in the, in the flyer, um, um, the crazy guy, he would drive and fly. What's his name? You remember? I don't remember. Yeah. I, no, you don't. I, want, but, long, but I know. I know who you mean. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So they all did their part because they did the part that they did best, and nobody else could do their part. And everybody counted on you doing your part. That's called partnership. That's not teamwork. But so you want to be with somebody that knows how to do their part such that they know that you're depending on them doing their part. You know that they're depending on you doing your part so that you can actually work together. Because, you know, you'll be dancing between teamwork, partnership, friendship, relationship. You'll be dancing between those different things, Uh you know. um, But you need to be able to count on each other. You need to be able to work with each other. You need to be able to depend on each other consistently, not necessarily perfectly, but consistently, particularly from your commitment and the way you communicate your commitment. You got to be on the same page about that. So um, partnership is, is incredibly important. And the reason why I brought up Allison is because she not only distinguished that for me, but she said that's the hardest part for women in a marriage because women, generally speaking, don't want to be, they don't, they hold men accountable and responsible more so than they hold themselves. Mm-hmm. 
Because they're like, well, he's supposed to be my savior, so why should I do anything? That's his job now. <laughs> yeah. Makes that sounds like makes sense. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, I grew up in a household like that. You know, I mean, my right. mom didn't work, but you know, my dad was my dad worked overtime, and my dad did this, and my dad did that, and dad took care yeah. of the car, and dad took care of whatever, and right. mom did the other things, but it was yeah. It, yeah. Right, he was the one left with the doing this. But but on the on the flip side of it, that so I don't remember what year this could possibly have been because I just don't remember. But the year my mother decided to wear pants instead of wear a dress every day, my father had a family. I didn't hear about this until my sister told me. But he was like, "No wife of mine is wearing pants," mm. <laughs> and my mother mm. said, "Yes, I am." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I could imagine that must have been fun, funny. Um, <laughs> at least in retrospect, there's nothing else, right? So, um, last thing I want to say is uh, how important this partnership thing is. Uh-huh. Um, so, in 2011, I started, you know, going full blast with my relationship uh, programs, and so I have a program. It's called Qualifying Men. It teaches women how to figure out who men really are. Uh-huh. Um, and um, the first. The first four or five times I did the program, I used to set ground rules. I don't really set ground rules anymore. I don't feel like I need to. I can honor. I can help you honor your ground. The ground rules without you even knowing that I got ground rules for you. So I don't need to discuss them anymore. But back in the day, I did because uh, I didn't know any different, and I needed them to be able to hear me well enough for me to like you know honor the ground rules so we can get this program running as as designed. And so. Um, the main ground rule, the biggest one for me with um, qualifying men uh-huh. was I, I, I had women promise commit to committing to um, this program and to each other, you know, the other participants in the program success. I want you to commit uh-huh. to yourselves, commit, commit yourself in, in each other, and to each other, <clears throat> commit to this program and commit to each other the way you would want a man to commit to you. And the first thing I would hear is, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what they were telling me was, that was like subconsciously saying, oh, yeah, he's got he got to do more work than me. Uh-huh. They're not partnering with him. They don't even know they're not partnering with him. They're over there trying to get somebody to, to, uh, to save their life and fix them or fix their life. Uh-huh. And, and do things for them so they could just kind of like be, it's almost like the, with that kind of mindset, it's almost like you're a two-year-old, you know? Uh-huh. So um, anyhow, uh, I'm going to leave it like there. Okay. So so that's um, that's session one. Thank you. Uh, any feedback you got around this? Anything you, you want that, that you're present to? Um, you know um. what I'm saying? Um, well, I want to say thank you, and um, it's just um, unimaginable to me until this moment that we were talking that I didn't know all these things, and mm-hmm. like, how could how could I be the age that I am, which is not twenty five, and <laughs> not have like encountered any place where I could have learned this stuff? Mm. So I like, you know, kind of 
fell fell into landmark and then like met you and I'm so happy I met you. You you don't even mm. know. I am happy. But it does make me feel anxious because I feel like a complete rookie at a time where I didn't think I should feel like that. Mm. Um and then I think of the people that I did have any uh watch any kind of a relationship with and like, none of us knew any of this. Like, not right. any one person of us knew it. And right. none of the, those relationships ever could have worked. And they didn't work. And I and I always felt like I was just, like, running away from it. Um, and I couldn't have told you why. I could have just said I felt really uncomfortable about it. And then mm-hmm. I try the next thing, and I'd meet somebody or somebody's brother, friend, whatever, and it would feel the same way, and it always felt the same way, and then I said, well, it must be me, because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I saw other people getting married, and I just had no clue, like, I didn't know what was wrong. It's the same thing, like, before I took the communications course, and I'm not saying that my communication with my sister is excellent yet, so we started, like, in my family, we had very um, bad communication skills, and um, you could count on anyone in, in my family to be there if you needed help, for sure. I mean, my mother mm. would, would like, literally give you the shirt off her back if you needed it. But mm. we never communicated well, and I didn't know how to change it. And until mm. I took the communications class, and, you know, it was just all in the same way. And, like, none of us knew how to change it. And mm. I ended up with how to, to have a relationship at all. And every time I would see somebody else looking successful at it, I mean, who knows how it is when they're not in front of me, but looking successful, I would just be like, oh, I'm a failure at that. Like, why Mm -hmm. why can't I get that? Like, why don't I understand it? Or why am I scared of it? And why am I whatever? Yeah. But gosh, like, it's just like the communication class. I just didn't know. I wouldn't know any of this. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, inadequate, but I'm not making myself wrong about it. Got it. Good. Marveling at the fact that there was nowhere in all my entire life that I could have gotten any hint of this from anyone. Hmm. Got it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I would say um, um, it's good that you are present to not knowing, so you can do something about it. Yeah. And um, I'm also um, want you to know that in almost every case, the people who are the are the, uh, the, the best experts, the leading edge in any particular state of art, state of the art, any particular uh, era era of life, area of mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. they've they've screwed up a thousand times more than almost everybody else. <laughs> oh well, I'm feeling very hopeful. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. You haven't screwed up anywhere near as much as I have when it comes to relationships. I just want you to know. <laughs> but then again, that's how I got where I'm at with this stuff. Exactly. I, right. Because yeah. believe me, man, I was, I was, <laughs> uh, let me just put it to you like this. Um, you know, I got my karma handled and um, um, yeah, it was painful. <laughs> you know? at, least, at least I'm complete with my karma now, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I totally get it. So, okay. Okay. All right. So um, I don't know if you want to continuously do Thursdays. That works. Um, uh, if you yeah, want to. Thursdays are yeah. good. Okay. Um, All right. Let's just let's stick with this thing. So. Yeah, the only um, Thursday that's not good, um, actually, I should look at the calendar, the Memorial Day um, oh, okay. weekend, because if everything um, ends up, I don't know how it's going to work, because things are changing for my volunteer stuff, but I'm supposed to be volunteering um, for, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, helping out with something. Okay. Although... And it seems to be changing a bit. Let me just pull up the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but in general, Thursdays would be fine. Um, okay. Is this? Computer. Yeah, it would be fine. If that works for you, that's, that's yeah. for me. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It works. All right. Okay. That's a deal. Awesome. All right. I'm declaring this call complete. Thank you. And um, you know, thank you for getting it. It's it's um, there's a saying I want you to be present to uh, uh-huh. that I that I I I don't know if I created or I heard it, but I live by it. It's called um, receiving is giving to the giver. Oh wow! Yeah, so you give a, you give a gift to somebody, and they're like all happy. What yeah. they gave you is their happiness, right? Yes. Yes. So, so yes, your happiness was my gift from you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for everything. Talk. All right. Talk to you next week. If you got any reason to need to call me, feel free. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Hmm. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.